Hi, you're listening to the Abundant Encounters podcast, and this is Mary Marsingill. We're so honored to have you. And just quickly, before we get started, I wanted to remind you to rate this podcast and give positive reviews anywhere you're listening, Apple, Google, and others. Just talk about what you're experiencing, or especially any encounters that you felt like you had during an episode. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you could take five seconds right now to pray for our podcast and ministry to succeed. Five seconds might not sound like much, but we believe that our collective prayers will make a massive difference and protect and prosper these ministries' efforts to glorify and exalt Jesus. Our hope is simple, that people have real encounters with Jesus, God, and the Holy Spirit. Please join us now for just five seconds to pray. Thank you so much. Here's Josh. Welcome to a new episode of the Abundant Encounters podcast. My name is Joshua Marsingill, and it's an honor to be here with you. Just briefly before we get started here, I wanted to just highlight that we have some amazing products that help support our ministry um, on our website, AbundantEncounters.com. And these include notebooks for each uh, book of the Bible. And this is a really cool idea because, like, let's say that you read through Ezekiel once a year. And every every time you read that book, you kind of have different ideas and revelations, or maybe you research different things. But you keep all these notes in, in this notebook, and on the spine it actually has Ezekiel. And so maybe you've got the whole um, set of these notebooks, and you put them on your bookshelf, you pull them off, and, um, and then you just see your revelations, the encounters you had, any experiences that you've had as you're getting into, eat, into that book each year. So if you like reading the Bible a lot, these notebooks are incredible and they'll just help you steward that experience to another level. Um, in addition to that, we have some encounter notebooks that help you to steward encounter, encounters. Encounters to us is really just any moment that you're having that you know that you know that God is real. Those, those moments are so important. It is the economy of heaven pouring out into your life and you can affect the world around you when you begin to focus on those things. So the, these, these uh, journals will help you really hone in and focus on those. So we're just really excited and these will help, uh, um, help us, help our ministry to grow. And so we want to encourage you to go check those out. They're really beautiful and um, they're durable and you're just, you're really going to like them. So I want to encourage you on that. AbundantEncounters.com You know, Christian meditation is a fantastic way to connect with God. It's throughout the scriptures, especially the Psalms. David shows us how to in Psalms 19, which is really fantastic. He focuses on nature and he 
puts all his attention and all of a sudden he's watching the, the sun cross the sky with such precision as it did the day before and the day before and he says, wow, there's so much purpose. And he begins to interpret what he's experiencing because he's experiencing it at that point because he's put his mind on it. He's filled his mind with it. And, um, and that is something that is demonstrated throughout the scriptures. Moses meditated. Every believer is invited into the act of meditation. And I get it if you've heard negative things about meditation and open-mindedness, but scriptural meditation is, is the opposite. So I want to encourage you to go deep with God because He is he is the bond that we want to have. He is the attachment, the, the connection that we want to have. And we can't do that if we don't spend time with Him. And meditation is one extremely functional way of doing that. So I want to encourage you to do that throughout this podcast. And, um, and all of the ones that we do. The episodes. And... Um, Yeah, so I'm excited to get into this. I'm going to pray for you as we get started. Father God, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for all of creation and the way you are revealing yourself to us throughout our lives in so many amazing ways. Through everything that you've created, it all speaks of you. And you created everything, the good, the bad, everything, and it all speaks of you, whether it wants to or not, is irrelevant. And so we look to you, Lord. We look to you and you alone. Thank you, Jesus, for the authority that you've given us, and I take authority right now over anything that would try to hinder or prevent focus and concentration during this time. Bind up everything that would try to get in the way of whatever it is that you want to do with each of us today, your children. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Father God. Holy Spirit, release peace, hope, focus, wisdom. Release heaven around us. Release love. As each of us feel your love for us, your value for us, fill us up with your love. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. And I can't wait to get into this uh, reading today. We're in Daniel chapter 4, reading from the Passion Translation, which is just a fantastic, um, very emotionally charged passionate translation and um, it's even if you are, are not really um, in, you know into it or uh, maybe you have some grievance or anything like that I want to encourage you this translation as well as any other that we use it will even if we don't agree with something it says it will inspire us and encourage us to ask questions it will sharpen us 
as iron sharpens iron, if we allow it. So always, I want to encourage you, read from your favorite translation. Um, but don't dismiss the translations we use as not being able to be used by God to, to edify and uh, bring revelation to you through these uh, sessions. Just want to encourage you on that. Okay, and we'll get started in Daniel chapter 4 from the Passion Translation with Nebuchadnezzar praising God. How awesome is that? King Nebuchadnezzar to all peoples, nations, and language groups in the land. I wish you perfect peace and prosperity. It is my royal pleasure to inform you of the mighty signs and wonders that the Most High God has performed for me. How great are His signs! How overwhelming are His wonders! His kingdom will last forever, and His dominion endures from one generation to the next. I, Nebuchadnezzar, was content and at peace in my house, thoroughly enjoying a life of luxury in my palace. One night, I had a terrifying dream. While I was lying on my bed, frightening visions passed through my head, and I was tormented by what I saw. So I issued a decree that all the sages of Babylon must come and explain to me what my dream meant. Magicians, enchanters, wizards and wise men came, and I explained my dream to them, but they were unable to interpret it for me. Finally, Daniel came before me. I had renamed him Belteshazzar, after my own god. The spirit of the holy gods resides in him. I then told Daniel my dream. Belteshazzar, chief of all my wise men, I know that the spirit of the holy gods resides in you, and that there is no mystery that you cannot solve. So listen to my dream and tell me what it means. While I slept, these visions passed through my mind. I saw a huge tree in the midst of the earth, and the tree grew taller and stronger until its top reached into the heavens, and it could be seen from the far reaches of the land. Its branches and foliage were beautiful, its fruit abundant, providing enough food for all. Animals rested under its shade, and birds found shelter in its sturdy branches. All living creatures were nourished from it. While I was still asleep, I saw another vision. I saw a watcher, a holy one, come down from heaven. At the top of his voice he announced, Cut down the tree, lop off its branches, strip off its leaves, and scatter its fruit. Drive away the animals from beneath its shelter and the birds from its branches, but leave the stump with its roots in the ground, encircle it with chains of iron and bronze, surrounded by the grass of the field. Night after night, let him be damp with the heaven's dew. Let him live with the animals among the plants of the earth as his appointed lot. Let him eat the grass of the field. For seven years, let his mind be altered into the mind of a beast. Such is the sentence decreed by the watchers, the decision 
by the word of the holy ones, so that everyone living may learn that the Most High God is sovereign over the kingdoms of men. He can give them to whomever he pleases and raises up over the lowliest of all people. Then King Nebuchadnezzar concluded, That was my dream. Now it is for you, Belteshazzar, to interpret its meaning. Since not one of the wise men in my kingdom has been able to interpret it for me, but I know that you can, since the spirit of the holy gods resides in you. Upon hearing this, Daniel, known as Belteshazzar, was visibly shaken for a while and troubled in his thoughts. The king noticed this and said to him, Belteshazzar, do not be alarmed by the dream and its meaning. Belteshazzar answered, My lord, if only the dream applied to those who hate you and its interpretation were for your enemies. The huge tree you saw, so large and tall that it reached into the heavens and could be seen from anywhere in the land, the tree with beautiful branches and foliage and abundant fruit providing food for all and shade for the wild animals and birds with nests in its branches. That tree, your majesty, is you. You are now so great and strong that it reaches into heaven and your authority reaches over the entire land. Now you, O king, saw a watcher, a holy messenger, come down from heaven saying, Cut the tree down and destroy it, but leave the stump and its roots in the ground, and encircle it with chains of iron and bronze in the midst of the grass of the field. Let him be damp with the dew every night. Let him live with the animals among the plants of the earth as his appointed lot until seven years have passed by for him. So the meaning of what you saw, your majesty, and the decree the Most High has decreed over you, my lord the king, is this. You will be driven far from human society and will make your home with the wild beasts for seven years. Like cattle, you will eat grass and you will be damp with the dew of heaven until you have learned that the Most High is sovereign over the kingdoms of men and can give them to whomever he pleases. And the watcher's order, leave the stump with its roots in the ground, means this. God will restore your kingdom to you once you come to your senses and understand that heaven rules over all. Your majesty, please be willing to do what I say and accept my advice. Renounce your sins by doing what is right. Turn from your wickedness by showing mercy to the poor and unfortunate, and perhaps your prosperity will continue. All that was predicted happened to King Nebuchadnezzar. A year later, while strolling on the roof of his royal palace in Babylon, the king began to boast. Look at you! Is not this Babylon the great? By my brilliant wisdom, I built all this as my royal residence to display the glory of my majesty. The words were no sooner out of his mouth than a boy spoke from out of heaven. Here is my verdict concerning you, King Nebuchadnezzar. I have now taken your kingdom from you. You will be driven far from human society for seven years. 
you will make your home with a wild beast, and you will eat grass like cattle until you have learned that I, the Most High, am sovereign over the kingdoms of men and can give them to whomever I please. It was no sooner said than done. Nebuchadnezzar was forced to live like a wild animal and was driven far from human society and ate grass as cattle do. Night after night he was damp with the dew of heaven. His hair grew remarkably long, like eagles' feathers, and his nails became like a bird's talons. When the appointed time had come, I, Nebuchadnezzar, raised my eyes to heaven, and my sanity returned to me, and I blessed the Most High, praising and glorifying him who lives forever. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and his dominion endures from one generation to the next. All who dwell on earth are regarded as nothing compared to him. He does whatever he pleases with the armies of heaven, and with those who dwell on earth, no one can restrain his mighty hand or dare ask him, what are you doing? At the moment I began to praise him, I was restored to my right mind. The Most High gave me back the majesty and splendor of my kingdom. My advisers and noblemen came looking for me. I was restored to my throne, and still more greatness was added to me. And now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise, extol, and glorify God, the King of Heaven. All his works are right and true, and all his ways are right. He knows how to humble those who strut around in pride. amazing to hear from this uh, this king who had everything and um, he makes this room in his heart because of what Daniel has shown him and um, begins to accept the reality that maybe his gods aren't aren't the main focus and maybe there is a, a god that knows everything is actually kind and it's not transactional and um, as he does this he kind of ends up paying a pretty significant price and um, you know he his other gods had taught him his other cultures had taught him to carry pride as as a kind of reward as a the highest value, have pride, you know? That was their message. Every other God almost, nearly every single one is transactional. So as God fills this wicked king's heart, he has to make room and then he's gonna have to get rid of pride. And, um,. Maybe you have no way of relating to his experience. Um, I really don't either. I have no idea what it would be like, but I know that um, the Lord healed me from some genuine mental uh, challenges that I had with anxiety and um, depression. 
and uh, especially as an atheist, um, uh, you know, I had made so much room for those things in my heart, and um, all of it didn't go at once, but especially the way the Lord attacked anxiety within me was so dramatic. Um, And so my, you know, just knowing a little bit about uh, neurobiology, my brain would have had to have been structured in such a way to kind of create, like, you know, if you think about it, like a freeway, and there's little off-roads that um, are access roads, and, um, you know, all of that would have been built up in such a way where as as thoughts entered my mind, they would go down these specific um, super highways that were built up and kind of carved out real deep. And um, those were the normal pathways. And then there's little access roads. And um, instead of taking his time and pruning and um, removing one little, one little access road at a time, it seemed that he just cut that whole trunk off and, and actually rewired my brain. And um, the intense panic attacks and experiences that I was having were um, immediately removed and replaced with peace. So uh, when I first came to the Lord, that was, that was an experience that I didn't even ask for, and the Lord delivered it to me. For years I had been living with this anxiety that was crippling and put me on the floor. And um, oddly enough, I had, you know, just full disclosure, I had a panic attack recently, which is very strange to me, but, but that experience, I'll never forget it. And, um, you know, just on the panic attack that I recently had, um, it was definitely uh, stress-related, and um, as I was going into going back to school and things like that, um, you know, I just had a panic attack and I had to realize that there was so much in me that still needs development. And, um, and so I just want to be honest with you about that. But at this time, this anxiety that I'd been dealing with for years had um, completely disappeared. And it was such a radical miracle. I mean, neurobiologically, my brain almost needed to be replaced physically, not just an idea or whatever, like our ideas do have a physical um, representation within our within our minds. So for for my brain to be rewired in such a way was like uh, amazing. I mean, for it to happen overnight like it did, it would have been like a, a limb growing back. This is the God of miracles that we serve. He is so incredible. And so I, I wonder with Nebuchadnezzar, if what happened was that he was, this seven years that he experienced was just this insanity. Or he ran off to be with these animals and of the field and become one. And, um, and just like that, he had this miraculous recovery, this rewiring of his brain, and his senses returned. God is awesome. And think of the amount of room that suddenly was available 
for this God that he had found that was important to him at this point. It's almost like uh, in chapter four, uh, Nebuchadnezzar is the author. And, um, you know, we get the kind of the idea that maybe Daniel or, or one of his scribes wrote the, the book, but this is very much from Nebuchadnezzar's perspective, the entire chapter. And um, so it's a really miraculous thing. And so I think, you know, this idea that Jesus goes before us and makes room for us, you know, um, there's an, another space in the scriptures where it talks about um, the prophet coming into town. There's a lady that makes room for him, um, makes a you know puts a little bed and a candle and a you know, lamp. It says and a table for him to stay. It's on the wall and. Um, just making room. And, you know, I could just ask you, have you made room for God? Of course I could do that. But the thing is, is so um, in so many ways we can just get defensive. We could just say, yes, of course I've made room. Um, but what you want to do is like kind of get in there with the Lord and look at the room. And I believe the Holy Spirit can help you do that. So, um, we're going to move into the activation now. And so I want you to start with Jesus. So picture yourself at the beach, if you would. And um, there you are at the beach. And take your time. I want you to feel the sand and your toes, maybe you're up at the, where the ocean's meeting the sand, and you can feel the waves a little bit, you know, you can kind of wiggle your toes around, if you really like the way that feels, but I want you to feel it with your toes, and now, breathe in deeply, what do you smell? Engage with your senses and maybe you can even taste the salt water in the air. Can you hear the seagulls? Yeah. I want you to picture Jesus here with you. What's he doing? Is he near you, or far away? Do you need to go closer to him? to him and even if you are right there next to him just kind of engage with him ask him Jesus what do you think about me 
Jesus, will you take me to the Holy Spirit? And if you want, you can invite the Holy Spirit to this beach. I say this frequently, but if it's the Holy Spirit and you're seeing the Holy Spirit, your your uh, senses and abilities to encounter God are unlike level ten, because that's there's no depictions really of the Holy Spirit. It's hard to imagine what. And um, if you feel inspired by your imagination right now, then that's amazing. If you don't, it's it's okay. But I want to encourage you, just whatever you see. Maybe it's uh, maybe you're even seeing wind blow across the tops of uh, the waves, or in this picture, or color. Some people see color. Some people see face and beard and um, and whatever else. There's so many options. But if it feels real, it feels real, and so connect with what's real. You have a knowing within you, and you can check that knower. The imagination isn't real, but God is, and He'll use our imagination to connect with us. And so connect with your imagination, connect with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And right now, focus on the Holy Spirit. What do you see? What do you what are you experiencing? Yeah. Do you have a little struggle connecting with the Holy Spirit? It's perfectly normal. Most of the of the trainings that I've gone through ask the question um, of whether or not you've um, had any unforgiveness, any tension between yourself and your your mother, your earthly mother, because the Holy Spirit is the comforter, the nurturer, um, like our mothers are. And so sometimes, if we've had a bad experience with our mom, then we might have. Uh, might feel disconnected from her and um, and that is preventing us from connecting with the Holy Spirit because we're not a- available to connect with comfort and nurture so if, if that makes sense to you then maybe forgive your mom if you don't feel like you can or you feel like you already did and don't need to again, on, but you still can't experience the Holy Spirit, then um, I would highly recommend just the posture of surrender. Imagine yourself completely surrendered. You can do that now. You can get on the on your knees, on the floor, surrender to Jesus, Jesus alone. Yeah. When you surrender... 
you can't continue to hold on to anything. So as you release all of that in your surrender, then there you are with nothing. Nothing. No worries, no concerns, no things. And the best part about surrender is that anything that had a hold of you no longer does. Because now it's Jesus' problem. If it is a problem, it's now Jesus' problem. It's not yours. Wow. Take a moment to feel that release. Every Christian needs to surrender on a regular basis. What does that feel like? There's a sweetness, a freedom, a hope. Oh, he's so much stronger than you ever were. and He has better plans and everything is better with him. Guaranteed that you are not excluded from his plans. No chance that you didn't listen to this podcast because of his intention and his rescue mission your heart and soul. You can you could have been a Christian for years and he's just waiting for this surrender moment. He loves it when we surrender everything. And the fruit of surrender is really challenging things like forgiveness. Forgiveness is a fruit of surrender. If you couldn't forgive before, now you can. Obedience. Obedience is a fruit of surrender. And you didn't feel like you could obey before. Now it almost feels like a miracle because you're you're like, wow, all of a sudden I want to do your wanter has changed from the inside out. It's not the outside in. It's not about what you can do and how you can perform. It's about how you want to be with him. Surrender makes that possible. Yeah. Again, check how you feel. Do you feel lighter? Do you feel connected? Bonded with Holy Spirit? Do you feel comforted? Ask Holy Spirit this. Ask Him, Holy Spirit, what are you nurturing in me?
ask Holy Spirit this too. Are there any lies I'm believing that are slowing that process down or stopping it from happen, happening? Ask what the truth is. You know, sometimes if you don't hear, you can sense it, you can feel it. And if you still don't know that it's what he's trying to communicate, then just ask, is this what you're trying to say? Holy Spirit, are there any lies I'm believing about myself? Ask, please tell me the truth. What is the truth about me? to write some of these things down or at least put them in the notes on your phone or ask him this question too so ask Holy Spirit are there any lies I'm believing about you? Spirit, what is the truth? Oh. So if you really believe these things he's telling you, ask yourself how will that change my behavior? Look at the short term, the long term. Like, how will it change your behavior today? Amen. One final thing. I want to leave you with this. Holy Spirit, will you open my eyes? to the space that you've created for us. The rooms in my mansion.
today might be a big new day, especially if it is the first time you used a prophetic act like this and got pulled into a real encounter with the living God in his heaven on earth. This determination may reveal how the same God has been encountering you for many years and will eventually reveal how God is really everywhere and in everything. The good news, he is for you and not against you. He's hidden there for you and not from you. Seek him and find him. Seek like a king before you share as his priest. What you begin to find and uncover will cross the boundary of word only and enter into your own truth. You'll begin to live there. We pray blessing on you. May you be prosperous today from the inside of your spirit through your soul, and then out into every circumstance of your day. May joy, hope, and peace overflow from within you abundantly. God is not short on encounters, my friend. I pray that the supply of heaven fill your life with infinite wealth that overwhelms and overcomes every deficit of this world around you and others here in this world. In Jesus' name. Come and visit us online at AbundantEncounters.com where you can find out more about our cause. We want everyone to have an encounter with God today. And on that website, you can find out ways to help yourself, help your friends. There's counseling, coaching, and articles available that will help you to embrace the lifestyle of encountering God. Abundant Encounters. Dot com. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace.